Welcome to It's Not Them, It's You, the show where we take ownership of our choices and where they have gotten us so far. I'm your host, Joy Dennis. Thanks for joining me. In today's episode, I'm actually just going to be talking a little bit about a challenge that I'm facing today. And I know that um, it's me. So I started doing this couch to 5k uh, app because I'm not a runner. I don't really get out and move enough. And I thought, Hey, if I have a guide to follow along with, then maybe I can get out there and achieve some fitness goals or at least stretch myself. Cause I am always looking for opportunities for growth and, um, movement and being physical and maybe being more fit is always a challenge for me. Um, so I decided that following along with this couch to 5k app would maybe give me some structure. So I have done three days so far and the first day I am running in 32 degree weather with ice on the ground. Cause this is, you know, January is the perfect time to start doing something new. And also when the weather is the worst, So I have to really mean it if I'm going to get out there and do this. So the first day I went out, um, it was pretty good. I couldn't run every time that the app pinged me to tell me to run, but I could still keep up with it. And um, my husband came with me. So having him there was a good help other than the fact that he was running circles around me the whole time, but it was still good to have him there. And the second day I went out and I did it again. But the second day for me of doing anything um, that I've committed to is always the biggest hurdle. So I'm really good at first day starts. Um, if I don't do it a second time, then there's pretty much no way I'm going to do it again. So as I was folding laundry and the sun was setting and it was getting colder and colder, I thought, Oh man, if I don't do this today, I am not going to do it at all. So I went ahead and switched off that part of my brain that was going to talk me out of running in the cold and the wind and got geared up and went outside to run in what turned out to be very windy weather and also about 30 degrees. So the second day that I ran though, I ran every single time. It was so much easier. I had some good music going and I just stuck with it. So I felt super good when I got home. So the next morning though, my knees are killing me because this is not a regular activity for me. And I was really seriously wondering if I was going to be able to do it a third day. So yesterday was my third day and I did get out and do it, but I had to walk most of the time. So that was a little bit disappointing feeling like I started strong on that second day and then moving on to the third day and just really didn't uh, show up the way that I had hoped to. So today is day four and I'm looking outside and the wind chill has the weather at 20 degrees and there's, and it snowed last night. So I am finding that it's a big hurdle for me to want to get outside and run in the snow with it being 20 degrees outside and also just really not being prepared for this kind of weather. So I'm going to push through probably and do it just so that I can stick with my goal. But As I know myself, when I come up against obstacles, it's really easy for me to make excuses and to just um, tell myself, oh, you're doing the most reasonable thing. 
to step backwards, and to just not follow through. So the way that I keep myself on track is revisiting the commitment that I've made to myself. And the commitment that I've made to myself is that I will move more. And whatever shape and form it looks like, I think that I can accomplish that. So if I don't actually get out and run today, I will have to do something else. Maybe I'll lift weights. uh, Maybe I'll do yoga for 30 minutes. I'll do something that keeps me on track without being super rigid. I'm not looking for perfection and I'm not actually even looking for um, an outside influence or an external goal to be met that I can say, hey, guess what, somebody, I did, you know, I checked all the boxes on my goals for the year. It's more of satisfying that inner part of me that says, are you really doing what is good for your body? So as I move forward with that, I can take that into consideration as I figure out what's going on with the weather. And as I'm talking, I just got a an alert on my phone that there are snow squalls um, slated to come through today. So the safest thing for me may not to be out jogging in whiteout weather. So we'll see how that goes. But I wanted to just talk a little bit more about the ways that we... Um, let ourselves down. You know, this show is called, it's not them, it's you. And when it does come to letting ourselves down, it really is us who does the work. So, or not, or not the work, depending on what's happening for you. So when we let ourselves down, sometimes it can be because our expectations are unrealistic and our bar is too high. And so the things that we um, expect from ourselves are not actually attainable. And so I want to talk a little bit about what is realistic and what is attainable. And one of the, one of these good um, examples from my own life is that as a mom, I have five kids and um, half of which are grown and the rest are teens living at home. And one of the expectations that I have is sort of this ability to create sweet memories and, delightful childhoods and all these kinds of things. And I have this huge expectation and that is not reality based. And what I mean by that is I want to create something for everyone that maybe nobody's interested in. And I've gone over this actually quite a few times with clients to this difference between, um, our ideal scenario scenarios and, the reality of meeting the needs of the people in front of us. So for example, um, a few Christmases ago, my oldest son was coming to visit and I really, really wanted to make it the happiest Christmas ever. And so as anyone who was ever sitting around with maybe a less than pleased expression on their face, I would be like, everything okay? You know, how can I boost your experience? Or I would just be like, hey, let's have a tea party or let's do something fun, create a fun activity. Because seeing that somebody maybe was not having a good time was really actually hurting me because it made me feel like I was letting people down and more, more often than not letting myself down. And so 
this attitude of mine, unbeknownst to me, persisted to the point where um, my husband had a bad day, had a complicated conversation with a coworker and joined us for dinner. And I am like giving him hard looks and then pulling him aside and being like, what is wrong with you? And, you know, because I'm trying to like plaster a happy face on everyone so that I can enjoy my holidays. And a couple days later, eventually he and I had a good conversation and he brought it to my attention, which I'm so thankful for that he's, and what he said was, it seems like you're trying to control everyone's feelings. And I was devastated because one, I had been so blind to my own actions and my own intentions that I did not have the ability to see that this is what I was doing, which is like totally unbelievable to me. And two, because when I realized that he was right, I was just so sad that that's how I was behaving. And what I realized in that moment was first, well, first I had to ask myself, why are you trying to control everybody's feelings? And I realized that I was so desperate to create something because I felt like maybe it was a last chance because I didn't know when my oldest son was going to come home for the holidays again. Um, I just really wanted everything to be perfect. And I was actually focusing on this ideal image of what the holidays should look like instead of meeting the needs of the people in front of me. And my focus was like that because I was trying to meet my own needs and my own needs were to have everything be okay, to prove to myself that I'm okay and that I'm a good mom and that everybody's fine, regardless of whether that was the truth or not. And so once this was brought to my attention, I really had to cry it out because I'm allowed to cry and feel my feelings and then adjust my approach. And I was able to really come to terms with the fact that regardless of sort of how everyone is feeling, it's up to me to manage my own feelings from my core versus trying to manage everyone else's feelings in order for me to be okay. And I realized that's what I was doing. I needed everyone else to be happy so that I could be happy and so that I could enjoy myself. And this is really a backwards way to approach things. And so in that situation, it was totally me. It wasn't them. And I was actually ruining my own sort of Christmas cheer by needing it to be this picture perfect time instead of just showing up and being present and meeting the needs that were right in front of me which meant allowing people to be sad, allowing people to be miserable and discontent, which sounds crazy, but we have to allow each other to move through our difficult and challenging emotions. Otherwise we can get stuck. And so it was a big lesson for me. And I'm really grateful to uh, my husband that he had the, I don't know, I'm not going to say guts, but that he had the wherewithal to bring this to my attention. And sometimes we need that. I've got my blind spots just like anyone else does. And so we have to um, make room to hear difficult truths about ourselves. So 
that is just one example of what it kind of means to focus on what you're bringing to the table and not what necessarily everyone else is doing, which is going to be obviously a common theme throughout this podcast and other things too. So I, in addition to doing this running thing, which is going to be a huge challenge and already is like this mountain in my mind, there are other changes that I have chosen to make this year mainly just because I like to grow. I like to be challenged and I like to show up in different ways. And so another challenge that I am taking on is journaling every day, which I did pretty well last year. Um, I wasn't perfect about it, but that's okay. I'm never going to be perfect and it's not my goal. And so last year, what I did was um, I got this calendar book and I just journaled in it every day as much as I could. And the great thing about the calendar book is is I only have 10 lines to fill. So it doesn't feel overwhelming if I can't get through a whole page. And there were some weeks that I didn't show up for that. And there were some days I skipped. And when we were on vacation, I did not write in it at all because I was just enjoying myself too much. But the thing that I'm proud of is that Even if I let it go for a little while, I always came back to it. And so I did actually record the majority of my year. And so this year, as I'm heading into 2020 with some new goals and projects, um, I really want to just be able to journal that in that book better. And so, so far, so good. I mean, I know we're only eight days in, but I am renewing my commitment to do that because I've also found that it's really helped me. And one of the things I loved the best was being able to go back to my journal last year and reflect on how far I've come, how far my family's come, um, some of the challenges that we faced and overcome has been actually a really good feeling. And so I look forward to being able to do the same thing again uh, as I go back into this, you know, whatever 2020 brings for us. So today is just a short episode because it is, again, my first. And I just want to say thanks for listening. Also, if you have any questions to ask me or if you want to get feedback or have input on what topics I cover in future podcasts, I would love to hear from you. Please email me at itsyoupodcast at gmail.com. Until then, remember, it's you.